Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Tuesday, the 31st of January. First up, Tim Poole lashes out over Eliza Blue's story and blames the Quartering. Timcast IRL deploys Investigator. I've got a little surprise. Now, don't leave the video, but open a new tab. I've got a little surprise. Part two of the, uh, of the Eliza Blue files has just been published to my Twitter. And if you enjoy it, please do leave a like and share it. It seems like it may be getting suppressed. I wonder why. Uh, but I want to talk about something that came up this morning. First, it seems like Tim Pool is getting a lot of heat. Um, some of it justified, but also some of it maybe not justified. I, you know, I talked about this yesterday and I was like, hey, stop super chatting the guy and telling him to cover a story. He doesn't want to cover it. Um, and uh, I don't know if that struck a nerve or what the case is, but I woke up to like, I don't know, some weirdly worded tweets that seem to like implicate and say that I'm the reason he's not covering it. Maybe that wasn't intended. And it isn't my intention to start any drama with Tim. I love Tim. Tim is a trendsetter in this space. He, I, 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 I uh, look up to him for his, his business model. Um, no hate. Okay, I don't know how many times I can say it. I keep saying it on Twitter and people are like, yeah, but no, no, I literally have no issue with Tim. I, I think he's... Um, really shown the way for independent commentators to actually really build their own business. Sure, Joe Rogan did it, right? But when Tim did it, it was a much more manageable gap, you know? We saw Joe Rogan, and he's already super huge. You see Tim, he's doing the same thing a lot of us do, just commentating on the internet. Now he's got this, he said he makes a half a million dollars a month, something like that. So, um, or I don't know, $10 million a year, whatever it is. Uh, that's something to aspire to. So we all agree now. Okay, I have no problem with him. But now I'm going to have a problem with one of his tweets. And I think maybe it's just in the way that he worded it. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. First this morning at, you know, 8 a.m., long before I was out of bed, or 7 a.m., he tweeted, people wanted us to talk about the Liza Blue story. We had the quartering booked for yesterday. That is true. A month in advance, he flaked on us, his words. Okay, fine, also true. He can come on any time and we will find a new date. I big agree. He has always indicated that. And I 100% believe him. You all want to show about it. And we had it timed perfectly, but it fell apart. Now, that part, I think, is a little weird. It's like implying that I'm the reason they're not talking about it. And that they were just waiting for me to come on to talk about it, which I don't believe. I was booked over a month ago, long before any of this stuff uh, was booked, but then he said, yeah, maybe this will trick Jeremy into coming to the show and bringing some commander decks. So, like, I don't think Tim's mad at me, but I think a lot of my viewers read this as like, yo, why are you, why are you throwing Jeremy under the bus? Like, um, and I, and I said before that like traveling is a big deal for me. I'm a big guy. I get wicked, bad travel anxiety. Tim pool is the only show I think I've ever traveled to be on. I was on a show at the blaze too. But like, I don't travel twice. Okay, in ten years, I I've, I I can't sleep for days ahead of time. I, I I get panic attacks when I travel. It totally ruins the fun part of it, uh, you know, of traveling. So, you know, I just don't really anymore. It's not nothing personal. Uh, but Tim was getting you know shredded, um, by viewers. I guess. Um, there's again, there's nothing weird here. I don't have any problem with, you know. Tim covering it or not covering it. I don't, I mean, I think it's an awesome grift. Like 
that he just doesn't cover it. And then, and then all my viewers are super chatting him thousands of dollars, telling him to cover it. It's a great grift. I, I, you know, um, but you know, then he put out this tweet too. It was a little kind of heartbreaking again. Like, again, he kind of feels like he's throwing me under the bus a little bit saying we had quartering booked for last night and he bailed on us. <sighs> you know, I was not booked to talk about Eliza blue. I was booked a month ago. Okay, so again, I don't like being used to like, if you don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it, okay? Why are you using, why are you using me to like, you know, dump on you, dump on people? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't understand it. And on top of that, we find out now that apparently his employee, I don't know who this is, Shane Cashman, I just followed him on Twitter, Apparently he's a journalist for them, or maybe he's a journalist for hire or something like that, um, that he has deployed to meet up with Eliza Blue and do the research. So I don't know why he didn't just tell his viewers that he's looking into it, which I think he did. The, the, uh, the backlash, by the way, I've never been happier. Have you seen this? Trending Eliza Blue, trending with Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Um, but like Timmy, come on, man. Like I think you're. I think maybe you might be throwing me under the bus here a little bit, and you don't have to. Like, bro, you said you have a reporter deployed, and I I obviously believe you, and I'll show, and we'll talk about that in a second. So why not just say that? Like it didn't work out with Jeremy. We have somebody. We literally paid somebody to go spend time with her and report on it. Why drag me? Why bury me twice? I have already said that my appearance. You know, I flaked on it. I didn't get back to your booker in time. That's the God's honest truth. Um, you know, the extra layer of that is I always get really nervous about booking trips because I get anxiety about it. And I have another trip already in February that I'm already panicking about now. Like, I want you to know how bad my travel anxiety is. I'm already packed for a trip that is many weeks away. And I will, like, I don't even care. Like, I don't, I'm not embarrassed about admitting my weaknesses or my, you know, things that I struggle with. Like I will obsessively pack and unpack a half a dozen times between now and when I have to leave. I will walk around the house, pacing around the house, doing mental checklists, opening my luggage, checking, make sure I got it. And it's just for a short trip. This is like me going on a vacation. It's going to ruin the three weeks leading up or four weeks leading up to it because I'll stress about it. Okay. This is why I haven't gone on a vacation in 12 years. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying, like, I have my reasons for being a flake, but it is true that I flaked about it. Um, and then he said, if spending thousands on travel and accommodations for a multi-leg reporting trip and even booking Jeremy, again, me again, I, you didn't book me to talk about Eliza Blue, man. Come on. It's not fair. Isn't enough. I'm ready to call it. And just save the money at this point. Maybe we can use it to cure some people's blindness. Oh, he deleted it. He deleted it. Okay. All right. I'll, all right. And he deleted that one. Okay. Well, all right. So maybe it was just a moment of, of weakness and rage. He, he literally just deleted it in real time. All right. And he deleted the other tweet about me. Okay. All right, let's move on to the actual news then. 
Recording in real time. Okay, so last night, uh, Eliza Blue uh, posted a picture uh, with this gentleman who is apparently Tim's employee who's doing some level of reporting. And, um, you know, do, he's, in, he's an embedded reporter with her. Um, so, like, you know, it's interesting. I think that'll be an interesting report. I hope he, you know, I assume if he's like the real deal, he's done the research, he's done, he understands, um, you know, what people are actually questioning. He's been several days there, you know. She also wrote, I think that Elon Musk is a great person. I don't have anything negative to say about him. No kidding. He doesn't do favors for me. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I'm saying it because it's true. He's a good person, but he also doesn't do favors for me. I also don't ask him to do favors for me. I was going to ask a favor from Elon Musk. I would ask him to make humans of multi-planetary... Oh, you're simping for him even in, in your deflection? She then writes about Tim Pool's reporter. I wasn't going to say anything about... Oh, his name Shane Cashman. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Uh, he's a writer for TimCast. Spending a few days with me, but the information was made public, so here we are. January is National Trafficking Prevention Month. It's a busy time for survivors, advocates, and others in the movement. I was busy, still am. I've been working. I understand that folks have concerns. I have concerns as well. Everyone wanted me to talk. I was working. It wasn't my time to talk. I was listening. Um, you know, I still want to talk. I still want to listen, but I'll talk. I guess the question is, are you ready to hear what I have to say? I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think people are very interested. You know, I also want to be very clear uh, that, you know, I don't believe that, you know, this person is inherently doing something wrong or doing, you know, evil on purpose. I, I hope. Um, I certainly believe at least at some point there was something that, you know, bad that happened to her. And maybe that's why she acts the way she does now. Um, but I think at this point, you've got to kind of go out there. Now, you've spent three days with a reporter crafting your response. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, why you were, again, censoring people through. You were clearly using your connections at you at Twitter to deplatform creators for posting fair use image. Now that it's reached critical mass and you're literally trending, um, this is probably her dream come true. But, um, you know, I think nobody wants you to stop helping people. He's, she says, I'm going to say this last thing because on my heart, if you're trying to get me out of the way to pull Elon, pull down Elon Musk, what? Nobody's doing that. Or get me to stop being a survivor advocate. Again, no one would want you to do that either. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not budging. I'm going to stand right here. He doesn't need me to stand here, but I've decided that I'm not moving. Let that sink in. Oh, Elon, please notice me. As far as being an advocate goes, I'll die an advocate. Good. Good. I, I, I don't think anyone wants you to stop being an advocate. I just think people are like curious, concerned about the, you know, I, 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 um, I'll show you this and you know, I, if you enjoy it or if you, um, you know, I'm going to cover it in a separate video, but you know, if you are, curious about um you know what some of the questions people have you know i posted a lot of them today in today's brand new 
uh, Eliza Blue Files, which you know puts into question that she took clout. Um, you know that that she took clout, um, claiming that she had removed, um, you know, spicy images. You know, images that you know people everyone would want removed, but it wasn't. So read through this thread if you haven't yet, and give it. You know, if you're if you appreciate it, definitely give it a like and retweet. I think people need to see this because uh, I don't do grifters. I don't do frauds. You know, I think the internet is a very forgiving place and that if she can come back, I think she can come back if she comes clean and, 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 be, and is honest about it. But right now she's doing that whole Jack Murphy thing. You see, Eliza just tweeted these things. Kanye about Kanye and then uh, something about Jesus. Jesus loves me and I love him back. Look at that, you know. And then she said, you're an atheist. This is from Tree of Logic. The reason why you never mentioned Jesus is because you don't believe he exists. You just don't believe, just like you don't believe free speech exists, then pashed motatoes. She changes whoever she thinks her audience is. Right now she's trying to appeal to Christians because she stepped in it. You know, by the way, I'm straight Christian conservative libertarian. Um, I'm not a conservative. I'm a survivor. I'm a conservative. <laughs> so like, you know, she, it's literally just a grift. I hope you enjoyed this video. Timmy, I got no problems with you. I appreciate that you, uh, that you deleted that tweet. I didn't love the way that was coming off, and I don't think, hopefully, I don't think you did either. And next up today, Ethan Klein destroyed for wildly inappropriate response on H3 Podcast. Uh-oh. No. Not getting canceled for the zillionth time. Ethan Klein has angered the audience that he so desperately wants. You know, the thing is, there was a time when like having a weak moment or laughing at a well-timed joke or a song or something like that um, would be like for a forgivable thing, you know, with his old audience, it certainly would have been. But over the past several years, he's been cultivating this kind of far left, um, really progressive audience. And he's doubled down on it by doing shows with Hassan Piker and all these other people. And, you know, ultimately this audience has turned around and it's bitten him in the rear, uh, I don't know, about a dozen times. I mean, there's been numerous controversies that, you know, he, uh, uh, they're all self-inflicted. But this particular one, I may have to actually defend him a little bit. Um, I think it's, I don't feel bad for him, but I, you know, I think I have to defend him. Now, if you followed all the hilarious uh, Twitch drama yesterday, there was a Twitch streamer, I don't even remember his name and it doesn't even matter, um, who got busted by his fans, his viewers watching a AI generated spicy video of Pokimane. I don't know why anyone would want to do that, but he did. Um, he then put on what is one of the most like disrespectful like displays bawling his eyes out on camera while his girlfriend or wife or something was sitting next to him also bawling her eyes out. It was one of the most hilariously over the top, um, weird things I've ever seen. Like it came down to, he got caught watching, um, the, the spicy videos and you would have thought that he like, uh, lost a baby or something. Like it was, the, the emotion was like so ratcheted up that it was like one of the most cringe things I've ever seen. But 
of course, of course, as any internet commentator does, you have to talk about it. I'm not going to make fun of, I'm not going to critique Ethan Klein for commenting on it. That's what he does for a living. And that's what I do for a living. Um, but apparently he was watching it um, where apparently this girl, QT Cinderella, <clears throat> is bawling her eyes out um, over this. Several women are speaking out after discovering that there is a website that sold access to um, AI-generated, you know, spicy videos of certain streamers, of course, obviously against their will. This is a lot of, and ladies, I agree with you on this. I think um, Sweet Anita said something like, look, I could be doing this stuff and I could be making millions of dollars, uh, but I don't because I don't want to. And then some, some crumb bum is, you know, doing it and charging for it. Um, this is a major, major, major crime, especially once you attach charging money to it. Um, that that that's that's what I don't know if it would be a crime without the money exchanging hands. Probably, um, there'd probably be some lawsuit. But once you start charging money for it, it's obviously a whole nother ball of wax. Um, the site came to light on January 30th. Now everyone's advertising it. Um, when a streamer got caught looking at it, uh, QT Cinderella, a prominent Twitch streamer and founder of such events as the Streamer Awards. Oh, streamers giving themselves awards. What a genius idea. Went live in a tearful broadcast, more crying, promising to sue the founder of the site. Now, look, if her images appear on that site in these type of videos, uh, I think she should. I think she should take everything they have. Um, there's 46 states that have laws against sharing these type of videos of someone without their consent. However, only two of these states, California and Virginia, have laws in place that also prohibit faked or deep fakes. So this is going to be, this is one of those times where like the actual bad stuff, the law has not caught up to it yet. So she may not actually have any kind of legal case against this. I assume it will get caught up at some point, but, um, so she goes on to write, it should not be part of my job. This is what QT Cinderella said. It should not be part of my job to have to pay money to get stuff, this stuff like this taken down. I agree. She said, and any person who's making that website, I'm going to sue you. I promise you. Then part of my soul, I'm going to sue you. Um, while many of QT Cinderella's fans and others were sympathetic to her feelings, another influencer is being canceled for his response. Ethan Klein of H3H3 reacted to QT Cinderella's statement during an episode of H3 Podcast, where in which one of his team members, Zach Lewis, yeah, got to get his full legal name out there, played a slowed down version of the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Klein immediately started giggling, drawing what many viewers believe to be a critical reaction from other crew members. A few of them hid their faces from the camera during the ordeal, with one saying, Zach, what the F, bro? Um, then, of course... Every even Twitch star XQC, one of the most followed broadcasters on the platform, it's something to say, yo, what's going on with this guy, man? After he's watching the clip for himself, bro, you know what this guy looks like. He looks like an opossum. Oh, there's genius hot. Why I don't know how this XQC guy has so many followers. He's like literally his audience must be 12. So your scathing criticism of Ethan Klein is that he, about his looks. Welcome to welcome, you know, I assume he must have his viewers must be very young. Um, I'll catch him going upside, going up the side of my house. So running in my house, scratching on my desk. I'm not kidding. It looks like my opossum. Uh, okay. 
of course he apologized um you know it's not funny i'm sorry about that zach's a psychopath and played the chestnut song i support her i mean you know this clip of course uh going super you know here's this annie person uh writing i'm beyond disgusted by h3h3's reaction to qt cinderella stream again these are five multi-millionaires look for the women i've I support you suing these people 100%, okay? All the tears, I don't know about all that. Um, I suppose it it feels pretty bad. To, it probably feels violative. Um, you know, I, I guess this is probably one of those things like this is going to be a problem in the, in the very near future, a big problem. You know, I don't think, like for me, like people want to do that, you know, you know, and I don't really care when they're selling it. That's obviously different as long as they do it. And it's like in a way that it's watermarked so that, you know, it's clearly fake. I really don't have a problem with it. Uh, well, the spicy videos are a little different, but like if people, you know what I mean? Like if people want to experiment with that technology, um, you know, you, that's whatever, but you know, doing, taking it, this is taking it a little too far and it's going to get worse. Here's uh, the actual video, I guess. I don't know this for a fact, but I have to assume she is featured on this site. She's a prominent female streamer, uh, I assume. Why? <laughs> this seems performative to me. You could call me a monster. Maybe, maybe I'm just like so... Um, Maybe I'm so like, dis like, uh, the internet's like destroyed me, <laughs> you know, I think everything's for clout and it's probably not, but it just feels very performative to run to your camera and turn it on and ball in front of it. Um, maybe she was streaming before and it happened while she was streaming. That's possible. Um, maybe she's just, you know, and again, if there are images of her, I can understand where like she feels a certain kind of way why by the way here's the thing that i don't they say it's because of the song but ethan klein is clearly already laughing here what is going Something, on with you? see he's laughing right there so now obviously the song does make him crack but um you know hey, don't don't mind me If you are able to look at women who are not. So he, the, he this, <laughs> I get it. Like sometimes maybe you just have like a, a weird response or something. It's, it's weird. Like, you know, to play Selling that song. Or, or it off. Off of Why? Every, I, by the way, everybody's laughing. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Why did you this do girl that? does not seem happy. AB. Zach, what the? <laughs> oh, she does not look happy. I don't know who that girl is, but she is pissed. You're evil. <sighs> Eli Klein's <laughs> laughing. This dude didn't crack. 
system because I know this is themselves. If you are able to look at that, you are the problem. You see women as an object. You should not. So are men. I'll be okay. Pictures of me nude spread around. It should not be something that is found on the internet. It should. Uh, you know, I 100% support. Uh, yeah, this girl. She's. Oh, it's Sam. Oh, her name's Sam. She was not feeling that. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is the audience that that he cultivated. I guess like. I'm less inclined to support him now that I've seen the actual video, but he's done way worse than this. But this is the fandom that he that he cultivates, and um, you know he's going to lose a bunch of subs over this because that you know, and really it is not a laughing matter. Uh, I think that you know the reaction maybe is a little over the top, but I don't know if I'd be giggling about it. Uh, so looks like. Another oopsie, and there's already a bunch of articles. H3H3 H3 laughs about her tearful response to the D, to the AI stuff. And here's Molly May. I was a big fan of H3, but this video of him and crew laughing is deplorable. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's another day. It's another Ethan Klein cancellation for being a horrible human. And next up today, Mr. Beast blasts Hassan and other leftists whining about him curing 1,000 blind people. Mr. Beast wins. I'll be live streaming today about 5.30. I would absolutely love to see you there and talk a little bit about how the internet continues to embarrass itself over this Mr. Beast scenario. Many multi-millionaire uh, left, far left-leaning content creators, in particular on Twitch. I haven't seen any hot takes from leftists on YouTube. There aren't that many. But uh, many of them languishing about Mr. Beast daring to do charity. In fact, if you watch very closely, you'll see multimillionaire Hassan Piker slowly learning that he too could help some people with his many millions. This is a guy that makes more than a quarter million dollars a month by most estimates. Uh, he could certainly dole out uh, a couple dozen um, uh, eye surgeries if he so was inclined, but instead he streamed for 20 hours whining about it. Uh, and most of the backlash from regular people, thankfully, uh, is being, you know, the, is being quelled, is being shut down. You see a lot of Mr. Beast's latest internet charity draws criticism of the American healthcare system. Look, I think that that's a, a fair critique. I don't think there's really anybody on the planet who's like, yeah, the American healthcare system is pretty neat. It's very expensive. If you've ever had to use it, uh, it's complicated. Literally every procedure is set up to, every insurance company is set up to not pay for anything that they, that, you know, everything they do from, you know, I, I just, I had a recent situation where the hospital was sending me bills and then they were also sending bills to the insurance company. People get confused by that. And it's like, well, wait, I thought my insurance company was paying this. They're trying to double dip me, you know, like maybe they would have refunded it, but I don't know. It's extremely confusing for like a short visit for, you know, uh, well, I had a bout of, uh, I guess I can tell you guys cause we're all friends, but like, you know, like gigantism in, in the, in the, in the, in my briefs, you know? And so like I had to go to the hospital because it was hard to walk and I was leaning to one side, but it was very expensive for me. And it was like, what the heck? I'm paying for insurance. So 
let me just be very clear. I'm not simping for for health insurance. I'm also not simping for, you know, big pharma like many leftists do. But it's weird, you know. So Mr. Beast has essentially responded uh, to this criticism, and of course, people are even more outraged. You see a lot of these articles like Hassan Piker, like people are dunking on Hassan. I don't get it. You see Lilith Shaw's Lilith, love it. Twitter, when a rich YouTuber actually uses his money for good and changes people's lives immeasurably. There was actually somebody on my video yesterday who commented, who was either a parent or an aunt or something who ended up getting uh, the, the, the surgery or their kid got the surgery and they were like, you know, this is, you know, I don't know why people are upset. This is crazy. Thanks for covering this. You see a lot of, you know, the internet turning on him. Like, both Mr. Beast and Hassan are rich, but Mr. Beast at least uses his money to help people. Even if it's for content, he's still helping them. What the F does Hassan do with his money? Well, put it in the bank. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, ultimately, I, f I found, like, it was extremely um, sad <clears throat> that Mr. Beast had to defend himself. You saw, you know, Twitter, rich people should help others with their money. Me, okay, I'll use my money to help people and promise to give all my money away before I die. Every single penny. Twitter, Mr. Beast bad. He's 100% right. Now, he uses his videos, obviously, as marketing, right? But he replies to, like, again, one of the most disingenuous uh, brainlets on the internet, the serfs. After, by the way, getting completely destroyed, they deleted the tweet. Are you shocked? Are you shocked? He wrote, he replied and said, it did raise awareness and it got tons of people talking. Also, what profits? The average Mr. Beast video lost $1.5 million last year. To which they reply, you're completely correct. It got people talking. I will take the L and delete the tweet. But come on, Jimmy, are you serious? You have multiple channels, a clothing line, international fast food chain that's in my city. You're not in the business of losing money. That's not what he said. He said, Mr. Beast videos lose money. They are an investment. I've never bought any of his food. He's got his Feastables company where he sells candy, which would be interesting to get into. But he's got that uh, where he makes a bunch of money doing that. He makes money selling merch. He makes money. But like the idea that he, you know, yes, he does make money, but he also puts a lot of money back into helping people. And the left is just looking really jealous, you know, really, really bizarre in, in these like uh, Twitter threads about, about Mr. Beast. I don't even understand. You could see a lot of the um, people, you know, Hassan has been trending for the past couple of days. You see Carl Benjamin writing, Hassan is so close to realizing that he could be using his millions to help the disadvantaged too. This guy makes a quarter million dollars or more per month, at least by the latest estimates. I don't like wallet watching. I think it's one of the most uh, like beta level things that content creators do or uh, you know, anybody worrying about another man's money is is really weak. Uh, let's say keep your eye on your own bobber, <laughs> something like that. Um, Tim Pool uh, saying, yeah, Hassan is 100% right. Stop funding the, the things in Ukraine help make people's lives better. Carl Benjamin Hassan discovers charity, 2023 colorized. Leftism for you, writes millionaire Hassan the Hun is, is upset that Mr. Beast helped cure a thousand people's blindness. I wonder what Hassan does with his money to help people. And like, I again, I am not a big charity shamer. 
especially like, look, you know, I'll even give some creators, you know, the benefit of the doubt. For example, you know, a lot of creators are constantly reinvesting money into their program, right? Right now I'm building something behind the scenes that I think is going to be really good. It's been pretty expensive, um, you know, but I put the money back into that, um, you know, or I put money into other things. So, you know, they may, you know, like, I don't know, having five employees, uh, things of that nature. But like, Hassan just sits in a chair and he's whining about Mr. Beast. Like, I don't really understand that. Here's Chaos writes, Mr. Beast spends money on planting trees, getting people jobs in his various businesses, paying for surgeries, giving away tons of money off camera too. Hassan spends money on mansions, sports cars, $1,000 shirts, and brothels that get him raided. I don't know about that last part. I can't confirm or deny that. But I can say yes, he drives a Porsche. He's very, he made a whole video flexing his Porsche, uh, which is funny because like, you know, you, you, you're flexing uh, your, I don't know, multi hundred thousand dollar vehicle on your 12 year old fans that give you their allowance every month. But yes, of course, he, he spends money on fashion. He spends money on mansions. He's got a multi, multi-million dollar mansion. Nine, was it nine million or five million? I don't know, many million dollar mansion in California. Um, and Mr. Beast donates money. So I'm, I'm really happy to see like a lot. Here's Brennan Herrera. Hassan doesn't understand economics and thinks that doctors went through a decade of schooling should work for free. Curious. The reason Hassan is mad at Mr. Beast's video is because he ne it never once crossed his mind to actually help anybody. I mean, yeah. Again, like, Hassan doesn't have to donate money, but if you're going to stand on there and, like, clout chase off, off uh, Mr. Beast, and to be fair, he does talk about, you know, he's filled with rage because of the American healthcare system is messed up. There is no better person to help make a change than Hassan Piker there. He has multi-millions. He has a massive politically motivated audience, and he sits in a gaming chair and whines about it. There's nothing more tragic than wasted potential, and this is a guy with an army of people that would get out on the streets and vote and make change, and he sits in his mansion and buys Porsches. All right? That's the truth about Hassan Piker. He was gifted this position through nepotism with the Young Turks, his family members, and he doesn't really have any interest whatsoever about making change, right? He lays around, leans back in his chair while his mom makes him his chicken nuggets, and that's okay. Like, that's the thing. If you just want to accumulate wealth, accumulate money, and, uh, and, and you know, buy nice stuff with it, cool. Capitalism, right, Hassan? Um, if you're then going to sit around and do nothing to change it. Like there's nothing worse than that. It's like, uh, after every election season, you know, like I'll start like, although I haven't gone to the pub now in, I don't know, two months or something, but like you go to a pub after the election, people are griping about it. My first question every single time, did you vote? If the answer is no, then it's shut up. I don't want to hear. You don't even get to, you don't even get to be over here with me. Like when we had the midterms, same thing, like over here in Wisconsin, you know, we took a huge L and it's like, no, you don't even get to complain about it because you didn't show up to vote. 
I'm very like strict about that. So it's like, dude, you're whining. I know fixing the healthcare system is a big deal. You know, it's not like Hassan could do it all by himself. He's got people who are politically motivated. He's had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on his show. He's got millions in the bank. He's got tens of thousands of politically uh, <laughs> dim but willing to work fans. Why doesn't he do anything? And it's good to see the internet uh, absolutely dragging him for it. Good on you, Mr. Beast. Keep it up. And next up, the most degenerate show on television, Milf Manor. Well, this might be the king, queen of the most degenerate television programs in history. And people are having a good laugh talking about like how it's the worst thing that was that's ever been cr created, but they're going to watch it endlessly. It's a show that pits moms who call themselves MILFs, apparently, getting paired up, I think it's some sort of dating show, with their sons, in which they rub them down and all do all sorts of other stuff that is just actually cringe-endorsing. Now, I'm not going to judge anyone for enjoying, uh, you know, trash TV because it's of course hilarious. I wish that people wouldn't consume as much of it as they do, but look, sometimes we all just got to turn our brain off and watch a little. So I married a mama's boy or something like that. This is on TLC, by the way, a show that is a channel that is that that, that sounds for the learning channel. And it's also an old 30 rock meme, by the way. MILF Island. That's right. I'm sorry. I think it's MILF Manor. Man Manor. Here's the challenge the moms have. We get a text. We have our first challenge. And all the young men take their shirts off. I want you, you. These are these women's sons. Everyone but me. <laughs> Sorry. The That's his mom. Moms get a blindfold and you have to go up and touch all of the young men and figure out by touching their chests and abs and shoulders which one is their son. What? First of all, okay. First of all, can we point out the hilariously obvious double standard here? That if these men were tested to rub up on their mom, on these women, there would be national outrage. I just, you know, all of that, like that hypocrisy kind of like ruins the good spirit of it. Like, yes, it's garbage TV to keep people distracted. It's like, you know, 1984. But like, uh, what? Everything that has come out of his mouth has been just so I'm just wrong. wrong. I'm just wrong. And I'm just like... You're welcome. I'm this is your dad. What? Mom. You're going to be joking. You know what rumor is? <laughs> These, you got to watch these kids with all these moms. I don't even understand it. And it's so popular. I, I, I don't... <laughs> 
I don't. Here's a death noodle. Oh, I'm not reading your tweet. You're a chump. <laughs> Sorry. The MILF Manor reviews are wild. Five stars. Tantalizing episodes that leave you on the edge of the seat. Leave the Oedipus complex at the door and tune in for the best hour-long experience of your life. Who wrote that? Wild show. Awful concept that makes for incredible TV. Five stars. This is the craziest reality show I've ever seen. The first episode is one of the most entertaining 45 minutes I've had. It's just so bizarre and creepy and just mental. Literal garbage that I will tune into every week. I have never been more enthralled with a single piece of... It's like, it's, it's almost like this phenomenon now where the show is so incredibly bad that people can't help but watch it. And... This is also the tactic that was deployed by Velma. And like, I'm, when, I, when I mentioned that show, like, So I Married a Mama's Boy, like, I did watch that show. And it was so annoying and rage-inducing, and I couldn't turn away from it. I just kept watching it. And then I was, like, sad when there were no more episodes. I was like, how are these people real? How are these, how is this really happening? This is the weirdest thing I've seen in my life. Oh, it's six hours later and I watched the whole first season. I guess I'll go take the dogs out for a walk. So I absolutely am not above getting sucked into to trash TV. But like this is, here's an article. <laughs> Believe me, I'm a fan of the genre. When done right, there's nothing like reality television for psychodrama. Interpersonal relationships, morality shifts, transactional behavior, physical endurance tests, plot twists, and Machiavellian gamesmanship. No less a gold star content creator than Mike White of the White Lotus fame is also a super fan of reality television competing on Survivor and The Amazing Race. Part of my job was a way of life. There's no weirder S junk television on TV right now than TLC's MILF Manor, which promises a dating experience like no other. That's certainly a way to put it. The show's queasy premiere in the show's queasy premiere, eight older mothers and their Gen Z sons gather in a waterfront mansion, moms and sons sharing bedrooms, and engage in all kind of uh, spicy, uncomfortable, vaguely incestuous scenarios. Milf Manor, with its cheap production values and flat, bright lighting, looks like it's operating on a soft course, spicy video budget, and that's and I doubt that's actually accidental. We are witnessing both. The apothesis and the nadir of reality television. Uh, family love on the bubble as no longer taboo. At least a certain kind of cohort of reality television producers and very sad, desperate people for any degree of fame. Talking about the people on the show. I don't think my son realizes I have an extremely high libido. The 59-year-old April Jane even spells her name with a Y. Uh, tells us in a confessional, the only rational response to that is, geez, lady, let's hope not. Why would any of your sons want to know that information? Which, of course, they now have, along with all of America. To see mainstream media treat this show with any degree of normalcy, let alone claim this garbage is a vehicle for feminist self-actualization, is an affront to us all. People Magazine, Milf Ma Manor Kelly opens up about that shocking twist, an experience I'll for be forever grateful for. Few things are, are dispiriting as fame for the sake of fame. 
And this requires a complete denial of what's going on here. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> sure, the boys on MILF Manor are of the legal age. Oh, what a low bar. But most of them look like they're barely in puberty. It feels odd. I'll be in the hot tub at 10, Kelly announces with that initial episode. Sorry, ladies, I might be sleeping with your son. Is that enough post-show therapy to... Un- Is there enough post-show therapy to undo this damage. I, 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 like, what is this? The challenge was topped by a game of Wall of Secrets in which mothers and sons had to guess a spicy disclosure posted to a wall when which one belonged to their mom. I had a seven way. I got pink eye from eating the bee hole. I hooked up with my son's best friend. Ah. <sighs> This is television. No less than the New Yorker has weighed in, calling Milf Manor perhaps a rock bottom for reality TV, seeing it as seeming downright uh, spicy video type. It's hard to believe the show's conceit that neither moms nor sons know each other and had signed up to spend one month in Mexico filming a reality show. But then again, it's hard to believe any sane, psychologically healthy person will go through this at all. Good Lord. And everybody's writing around. Everybody's obsessed with it. I, I, I don't even understand how this is real television. I mean, like, it's, it's literally the lowest of the low. It, it might be the, like... Most of these, it's just like, God, fame is such a, such a crazy, if you have, what? I'm not like head over heels for anyone. Are you? I mean, I got my eye on one though. That's about it. Who? Paula. Her and Stephanie are both. Yeah. I find Paula absolutely beautiful. I'm a man of great taste. I like great things. He doesn't even have a mustache hair. He's trying to hook up with a 48-year-old woman. I'm a very big feet person. And Paula has these feet that I just want to, like, oil up and lather and just massage. Oh, come on. I feel like I'm advertising this show now. I I don't even understand. This may be the worst, most terrible thing that's ever been on TV. And people literally can't stop watching it. Might I recommend Outer Ridge or perhaps Severance or perhaps a rewatch of Deadwood or perhaps Six Feet Under or perhaps um, even Supernatural or the, a rewatch of The X-Files. This is not TV. This is the collapse of society. And last up today, new bombshell Eliza Blueclip raises serious questions and evidence disproving her Twitter claims. As I've pretty much gone through everything there is to know about um, this particular character, uh, hopefully we'll be winding it down now. I feel like I've said after this video all I need to say. Uh, obviously, I will still have the Eliza Blue files going on on Twitter if anything new comes out. But I think that you're all getting fatigued a little bit too. I think we all get the point, 
right? There's a lot of questions that need to get answered. And hopefully Tim's reporter that he sent out can do some good work and do some digging. Hopefully uh, Eliza comes forward and helps clear some things up because I still think that she could do good work and I don't want her to stop helping people that need help. Um, and so that's why I've kind of, you know, I just, I just feel like, all right, I've made my point. So first and foremost, I put out a new Twitter file today. It's not getting the same traction as yesterday's did, but I think that's because it coincided with me coming back to Twitter. And it also had more of a connection with the internal Twitter employees and staff, which I've got more to report to on tomorrow. But what I do hope is you'll head to my Twitter. It's my pinned tweet. If you like, you know, this level of in-depth reporting, um, I'll ask that you share it. Leave a like on it, share it, share the posts. Um, I mean, this happened today. Eliza Blue was literally trending with Elizabeth Warren. I mean, who could, you know, what an amazing thing, you know, that's because of all of you. So if you're on Twitter and you think, and you, and you want to help, just share this thread because I think it does a great job showing how some of the things that I'm going to go through, by the way, I have a live stream tonight at 530 right on this channel too, where I'm going to go through more in depth, some of this stuff, because this, this topic is a little heavy, uh, better suited for a live stream. But essentially, I feel like I make a very strong case for how Eliza Blue took credit for removing bad images off of Twitter. Uh, she burst onto the scene, essentially. I'll share a little bit of it, but definitely go check out the whole thread. This is how she really burst out on the scene. This kind of viral thread where she essentially is taking credit, in my opinion, uh, for Twitter removing terrible images. You know, her, her initial tweet on November 20th had 70,000 likes. I never had a tweet with 7,000 likes, I don't think. So it obviously garnered a bunch of followers, and she went through it and talked about how all these hashtags, these popular hashtags, um, you know, it's it's bad. Um, she said, you know, update. Some other hashtags outside of the main three are still actively engaging and sharing it, except the main three were still sharing them. Uh, but, you know, and just so happened the very same day she released this thread, or maybe it's a few hours later, at 5.56 a.m., Teslarati, a pro-Elon Musk news site, had a whole piece written up for her talking about how great she is. Um, and this is at 5 a.m. I guess I don't know exactly what time this tweet was at, but it's a little suspicious. Uh, and so she burst out on the scene there, gaining 56,000 uh, followers that month and over 100,000 followers the next month on her rise to the I took care of, you know, terrible things on Twitter. And, you know, this is a big deal, except it was not gone. I have irrefutable evidence here in my thread as early as December 1st on Twitter. People were pointing out contradictions in her claims. Users were reporting publicly that there were still plenty of act, excuse me, there was still plenty of actively being used to trade uh, terrible material. This was from an open secret archived here. December 3rd. Again, this is all days after she claimed it was gone. Days after these, you know, on December 3rd, these popular trafficking hashtags remained live on Twitter. People close to her begged her to address the situation, get back and maybe delete her thread because it was not true. She ignored it as the new followers poured in. You can see this image right here. Still live on Twitter. You can find it yourself. It's heavily pixelated, so you don't have to worry about anything, you know, really spicy. 
Curiously, pro-Elon Musk tells Sorali he had an article written and ready to go released the same day as the viral thread. You know, at this time, she's a relatively obscure account on Twitter, but had gained nearly 170,000 followers in 60 days. By the way, follow me on Twitter. You know, and, and for weeks, by the way, she let the, inter- let the world believe that this problem was solved, which meant people stopped looking, right? People stopped working to find a solution. Well, as late as December 4th, Twitter internally, Twitter um, Trust and Safety was reaching out to other people. So on December 4th, now we don't know what the actual timeline is, but we do know what I've heard is that the tool itself to report these type of images on Twitter had been broken for some time and was still broken on December 4th. So people couldn't even report this stuff. And then people start wondering, hey, can I ask you about, you know, your past? And I don't think, and I think that like, okay, there's a fair criticism here to like, so you can't like say, hey, relive your worst moments of your life for my podcast so I can get super chats. I get that. But there's also really no clear information out there. People say maybe it's on her podcast. We've seen the video where she, she referred to her picture being used to catfish men as a form of that, which it is not. So all I've seen is that. If there's something more that exists, well then, okay. But then we've seen this. This is a recording of Katie Herzog um, apparently interviewing um, Eliza Blue. I'll just share a little bit of this. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I mean, for me to tell my story at length uh, is going to take a while. I don't even, I don't like, even need that. questions about my story is going to take a while. So I know the basics so of your story because I, I've listened to your podcast. Right, so what's, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the question is. Well, I, I can ask I mean, you I the question. I didn't agree to this. All I agreed to is answering a few questions about Twitter. Well, again, she doesn't work for Twitter. She gets this interview. People... I don't know who Katie Herzog is, you know, like long term or whatever. Apparently, she's asking, hey, can I ask you some questions about your past? And she is very aggressively saying, no, you cannot ask about about my past. Okay, sure. That's totally fine. But can I just can I ask you the questions or email you the questions and you can decide if you want to answer or not? I mean, did you did you ask Amanda in advance to do that? Uh, no, I, I told her that I wanted to ask you about the Twitter stuff and about your own okay. story. Okay, so you deceived Amanda, didn't tell her everything you wanted to ask no, me, I, and then you I, I, got I, a survivor on the phone no. and started asking her about her personal trauma. No, I, 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 that's, okay. not, that's not what happened. I said... Katie, I, think, I think we're probably going to be done here. Please, next time you want to speak to a survivor about their trauma and bring up their own past. I literally asked her. Uh, I here. I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you. I'll read you the message that I sent her. Please be honest in advance. I I I won't because there are times when I feel cool about talking about it, and there's other times when I don't. I'll read you the message that I sent it to her. You're not listening to me. I was totally comfortable talking about Twitter. If you were gonna ask me, why? Why would you want to talk about Twitter? Maybe because you wanted the clout goblin it. I, about my own tra- traumatic, traumatizing story, I would have appreciated a little bit of a heads up. And you know what? I think you're a cool person. I, I always have. I, and I know you're cool with Tim Dillon. And I, I, I would have appreciated a little bit more respect just off. You're not listening to me.
That's a weird name drop. Yeah, I Here's what I said to her. I said, I'm interested in the Twitter changes as well as her history as a survivor. That is what I told okay, her. Okay, then I'm going to speak to her about that because then she <laughs> messed up and didn't tell me what's up. Okay, well, so can I... I apologize for blooping out on you. She should have told me that. I'm going to go get in her ass. So, can can I ask way, you the question? It's not cool with it. It's been a long few days. And honestly, I don't feel like rehashing my... Okay, exactly. She doesn't want to talk about it. And look... I get it. If it was like your worst moment in your life, you don't want to talk about it. But that is a very aggressive response. Um, so I think that that's curious, very combative. Um, and she seemed to be panicking there. Like she doesn't want to talk about it. Um, you know, I think, and this was shared by Fair and Balanced, by the way, who's been covering this pretty, pretty deeply. You know, I don't know. How about this? My letter to the weekend. Dear whatever, my name is Eliza Seep. Seep, that is a, a, an AKA for her. I was thinking of maybe I would introduce myself, being that I really want to work with you and be in one of your music videos. See, I'm kind of a dreamer, except for the fact that they like to dream out loud. Really, really loud. I'm pretty sure some... I'm pretty sure that this blog is going out to some kind of Google News alert or that your PR person manager... So per publicly asking to be in a music video. Again, does this sound like the actions of somebody who's being put in music videos against their will? And there's so much more we'll discuss on the live stream. I really can't wait to just be able to take the filter off. Um, and uh, I really appreciate everyone supporting. I appreciate everyone trying out the coffee. I see a lot of new customers coming in. I know you're going to love the product. If you don't like coffee, we've got tea. If you don't like tea, we've got hot cocoa. If you don't like either, we've got merch. We've got K-Cups. We've got chocolate-covered espresso beans. All ready to go. Fresh brewed on demand. Or if you're in the market for a new PC, I'll leave a link to my, my, this page that breaks down what I think are some good, better, best ultimates at Meta right now. And um, use my promo code, The Quartering, to save at either site. See you on live.